what has your life on hi-fi do you know what that means no no okay <laughs> it's okay everyone says that so basically it's what inspires you to live your best life god and my family has my life on hi-fi you're listening to life on hi-fi the podcast and i'm your host dominic justina Welcome to Life on Hi-Fi podcast and thanks for saying yes to the invite. I know how busy you are. Uh, should I call you X or do you have another name you want me to call you? X is fine. X is fine. Yeah. All right. So my first question to you is who is X? How would you describe yourself to a stranger you just met? Well, I'm a, I'm a cool, humble guy. I mean, I love music. I love videography photographing i mean i i love to go about my day just being creative doing stuff doing random stuff like different stuff now and then to to bring out my creativity so i can say i'm just a humble person just loves doing music and videography and photography uh so story those are storytelling mediums by the way so i guess you're a you have a knack for storytelling. You're very incredibly talented. I mean, I've said this to you before. Yeah. That's how I was drawn to you. Um, but what is it about stories that you find? I mean, you? I, I try to like most of my, my work when I'm doing like music videos and stuff, I try to put stories in them. I mean, it's important to, to tell a story. I mean, because people are drawn to stories like, I mean, any type of story. Recently, mm-hmm. I released a video with TJ where I did a story about suicide, like people being, you know, having going through depressions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And when I got the song, I heard I had this I just I, I had this vision in my mind when I heard the song, and I wanted to bring it across like sparks of awareness to people. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, whatever you're going through, don't give up. Understand? Mm-hmm. You can you can go through it, whatever, and overcome all the obstacles anyway. So mm-hmm. I try to put as many stories I can in all my visuals, mm-hmm. whether it's fictional or uplifting. I try to do it. Yeah, and you know that's really powerful, especially in this day and age. I think there was a period of time where I just kept seeing suicides and um you know it would impact people you wouldn't even guess were sad and really depressed right because when when that video actually released there was like uh, lots of comments about people like you know being depressed and almost did something to themselves and the video actually motivated them to to be stronger and 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 uplift themselves and you know look Mm -hmm. past being you know suicidal having suicidal thoughts mm-hmm. so I, I i like the fact that i can like use this medium to spark some awareness in whatever way i can and i'm thinking yeah. of doing like some short films which would be inspirational to people um, hopefully soon i'll start that but I'm, for now i'm just doing music videos and trying to put those in it Mm-hmm. It's one thing about, and I can tell that you're, um, you're a dreamer and you envision a lot. It's like it, the the vision just keeps growing. I could definitely see you doing short films. Yes, for I sure. want 
I want to. It's just that getting the right team and getting people on board and uh, actors and, you know, source mm-hmm. of talents and everything. I mean, it can mm-hmm. be very difficult at times. Yeah. It's interesting because there were... Um, okay, so there's a period in my life where I was looking at the a lot of the videos that were coming from Nigeria. Um, and I was saying, wow, the quality of videos here are so amazing. Yes, um, then, Afrobeat videos and Nigeria, they, they, I think they're up to par with um, any videos coming out of the States or America, yes. anywhere in the first world country. They're up mm-hmm. to par. They're very good. Yeah, yep, I agree. So... I remember saying to myself, yo, like we, because for some reason in Jamaica, well, we actually know the reason why, you know, ignorance makes us feel like the motherland is behind in development compared to like the, um, the first world countries like the US. But here I was looking at these videos like, wow, like their technique and their technology is something that we could learn as, um, learn from as a people. And then, um, seeing your videos it felt like it started to be the answer to that thought I had and this was like back in 2015 2016 um so I really do think that you're putting us on the map for having that higher quality of video and not to mention I think there is a gap in or acting um being out there as much as music is so all that to say, if you do do the short stories and the films, like your vision and the stories will be very powerful. And it's also a potential to fill a gap with, you know, seeing more Jamaican actors out there. Yeah, for real. Um, I mean, the Afrobeat videos are like an inspiration for me. I mean, they inspire me a lot because most of them I even look at to make reference to videos that I want to do. Oh. Future, yes, I reference them a lot. Because Africa is like our mother country, right? So we have like roots back to, to Africa. So I try to incorporate Afrobeat music videos into dancehall because it's mm-hmm. it's basically almost the same kind of mixture of genres, mm-hmm. right? So I yeah. try to fuse them with the look and the feel they give into Jamaican music. And that's what I think like more Jamaican artists should like push to get better visuals because that that's what push Afrobeat more because of the visuals and yeah. how they get stuff. Mm-hmm. So if we can as creatives and directors everywhere can push to get like these artists better visuals, it would be good for the market to, to enhance the music more so that more yeah. people can see. I agree. And like even the way that, you know, one thing that stands out to me is how the camera captures black skin and how black people look against the colors, their their complexions in a camera. Because, you know, I'm used to seeing it not pop as much, being too dark, not having the best lighting. So when a video come out and I'm like, wow, look how them look good. Like it just made me feel good. I'm very impressed. So I see it in Afrobeats music. I see how they use the colors. Um, I see it in their music videos. And I see it in your videos as well. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah it, they, they inspire me a lot. And I try to make it that level so that it match ups to Afrobeat so people can see it, that we're putting out good stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, if you're listening to this, 
I am not overemphasizing when I say this man is really talented. I mean, him and his team, Extreme Arts, JA, you've worked with Spice, Coffee, Shensia, Skillibang, Conscience, yeah. Queen Africa, Ding Dong, Taras Riley, Popcorn, Masego, Bear People, QQ, Ashana, um, yeah. and more, you know, and they come back to you. It's not like it's a one and done. Uh, they come back to me. They love the work. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, your work speaks for itself. Over 100 million views in total, I believe, on YouTube. Yeah, or even more. It's, I think it's more. And I've been doing this since uh, the story of me doing this. So it started off as me as a teenager. Um, my, my father mm-hmm. had these camcorders. He bought because my father, my father loves cameras, so he bought a bunch of camcorders, the little VHS one you put the cassette in and hold. Yeah. It. Yeah. So um, we're into music because I'm a music producer. Also, I make beats and mm-hmm. rhythm. Mm-hmm. And we were at a disadvantage where we needed videos, visuals for our music. So my father bought cameras. A bunch of cameras to shoot music videos for our music production all right so um he went out there and shoot videos and then he wanted the editor and <laughs> at that young age i was like what 13 14 probably like 15 about that age mm-hmm. he brought about the footage to me and said can you edit this i was like i don't know i don't know anything about editing he's like can you try i was like all right so at the time you know computer found the software, digitized the footage, um, put it on the computer, and then started like playing around with the footage. <laughs> I'm imagine 13-year-old, you just ping-ponging on the, on the yeah, computer. <laughs> I was playing around the footage, and, you know, um, I found it very interesting. So I sat, like, when I got the footage, I sat around the computer for hours. I was just playing around the footage, trying to figure out how to put the, the, the vocals with the, the song and, and, and match everything. And uh, interestingly, I, I, I spent hours the next day, the next day, the next day, whenever time I had, I spent hours trying to do it. And eventually I edited my first video. Mm-hmm. And then after that, he did more, shot more videos, shot more videos, and I kept on editing and editing and editing. So that's how I started off getting into editing. I was an editor at first. Mm-hmm. And then I transitioned into like directing, shooting. So my first project, which I don't remember what day, probably in 2012 or 2011, that's when I got a first, my first camera that was a Canon T2i. And I shot a video. I was very like, I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing, really, because mm-hmm. I mean, this, this is the first time for me going out there and shooting. But I had an idea and some knowledge about it because I had people around me that work on music videos or in the field that would educate, educate me about it. So I started off shooting music videos. And then the big major video that, that had a break for me was when I did a video for or one of our production, Baby Sham and oh wine i thought mm-hmm. i think the video was released in 2011 or 12. and that video was my 
I would say that that got me into like people start recognizing me and say, okay, extreme arts is in the business, whatever, whatever. <clears throat> and it premiered on Jamaica television. I think it was ER, and everybody was like, at that time, people tuned in to watch it. Mm -hmm. Like seeing it, everybody called me and said, yo, you did that video, blah, 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 blah. And it was very interesting, and I like it. It was a great shoot. And then after that, I started taking it very, very serious and learning more, improving my craft and everything. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So it started from, I was going to ask you, who was your inspiration? Like if you had someone who inspired you to pull you into the musical direction, it sounds like your dad yes. is where it started from. That's incredible. That is cool. And is he a part of any of your projects now? Yes, he, he fully supports me and I try to put him on some of the projects I do. I mean, um, he's a great dad. I mean, he inspires us a lot because... It's me and my brother. Mm -hmm. We were basically on music and visuals at mm -hmm. times. And he really pushed us to, to get our talent out as musicians and videographer directors. So, mm. yeah. So, you give me a taste of like how it started and like where your big break was with Baby Sean's video. How does it feel now to have? these really successful artists come to you for help to bring their vision to life. How are you in, how, how is that experience? I mean, it's a great vision. I mean, um, every time when like somebody linked me that is probably the first time I'm working with, that's a, a that's a big artist or a, a icon or whatever. They, I mean, it's, it's a great feeling. I mean, Working with them, for instance, even Protege and Coffee. That mm -hmm. was that, that shoot was amazing. I mean, working with Coffee, they're humble people. I like working with regular artists. They're okay. more easier to work with. Mm. Okay, all. okay. What's what about them is easier? The humility? I mean, yes, they're they're humble, they they they're more into their craft. They they want good visual. They, like they mm -hmm. want to put reggae on the map. And they want mm -hmm. good visuals. They want to do things properly, plan, execution, everything. That's why I love working with. That's not bashing dancehall artists. I mean, mm -hmm. they're they're good and thing. But I just love. There's a thing about regular artists that I love working with. Mm -hmm. So all these artists linking up and everything. I mean, I'm it's, I'm very grateful and and very humble about it. And I recently did. Uh, did um I think it released two days ago. Uh, a music video for Taurus Riley and Kabaka Pyramid, where I shot mm -hmm. some scenes in Tivoli Gardens, and I mean, it was a very very great day. I mean, Tivoli the community is a very very broken community, but I mean, there's so much the people how they live and, and and come out and like bond and smile and laugh and everything i mean capturing all of that and just putting it into the visuals and like putting it out it's amazing and the feedback on that is very great so mm. as i said i mean i love working with regular artists dancehall artists and the craft is only getting better each time i do a video i'm learning more so i'm always learning 
So I'm learning more stuff, more stuff, more stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to get as better. Each video, I want to do it as best I can. So making it better and better and better. That's good. Like, I feel, you know, sometimes we're immersed in our craft and we're just going, 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 going. And then when you sit down, you're like, oh, crap, look at all the things I've done. And you don't really like sometimes you don't get the chance as the creator to really sit in the moment and just, you know, soak it in because your mind is on the next thing. So, yeah, good look reflection there. I have a question to ask you because um, and this question is coming from a friend of mine who was on a podcast in the, in, um, in the past and he's really focused on creating a space for creatives to collaborate. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you, um, what helped you to start collaborating with these artists and how does your, how do you feel like your environment fosters collaboration between creatives? What helped me to collaborate with these artists? Yeah. I mean, uh, Uh, most of the artists that I collaborated, they, they they see the work and they link me, they contact me and then, I mean, because I love their music and, and what they sing and all of that, I, I collaborate with them. Um, most of the time, the energy is great. Sometimes you can have a little, you know, problem with with. with ideas because most artists sometimes they come with their ideas and stuff and we have to like merge my idea with their idea mm-hmm. collaborating with them is great um how would you say your your environment fosters that collaboration so is it like all right everybody sit down at the table write down on a piece of paper or you meet with them one time and you go back with your team and like how do you because you know what you just said is is not easy like if someone comes with their vision and it's a very delicate situation because it's their vision and you're just like oh let's do that but like a little bit different to try and meet in the middle sometimes is really hard true true what what i do um i let them come to my office and we have a meeting sit down i explain to them when I hear the song, what are my feelings? What are my thoughts? What I think? What are my ideas? And then sometimes they have their ideas that they want to bring across, and then we like, we like try to put them together. For for instance, even Richie, Richie, Richie came to my <laughs> my office and he played valleys for me, and and from the moment I heard that I had a lot of vision going on, and I like giving a snippet of what I think the video visual should be. And he liked it. And then he wanted to like incorporate some stuff he wants based on because of he's the, the one singing the song. So he told me some stuff he wants. So it's like merging all of that. It can be difficult, but we, we just being around each other, vibing and understanding each other and, and getting each um, ideas out and merging them so mm. it can be difficult it can be like no this can't work you know but it, it eventually we, we come together and get something mm. so we can put the pen to paper okay okay it's funny that you mentioned my dad because honestly he's very 
very passionate <laughs> about his ideas. Yeah. And so I think ultimately, though, from him can see that your work is is really good and respect that work and respect that craft. There is room to, you know, sit down and, and think about, OK, maybe, you know, my way should be different. But I can imagine like even in just like just outside side of my dad, outside of those who you work with in reggae, like dance hall is is a genre that's full of a lot of ego. So I, you know, much respect to you and handling <laughs> the different personalities coming in, um, the different egos coming in. There's a um, lot of ego, trust me. That's why I said that the, the regular artists are more easier to work with because dancehall artists has a lot of ego. Mm-hmm. Lot. Mm-hmm. They're very, they're, they can be late. Um, not on time, don't want to wear, don't want to be styled, no, no, there's so many stuff, but there's ways we can work around it. Mm, yeah. For the greater good is the vision at the end, right? Right. The and vision most of them at the end, when they see the result, they're like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, you wow. blow them away. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So how have you been challenged to grow in this process? I know we started talking about, you know, dealing with other personalities, but like looking back, um, what are some of the ways uh, that you've had to kind of reflect, let go and improve in order to make all of this successful? I mean, like, as I tell you, like some some artists are hard to work with. I mean, they're being, some of them are like being, not being on time. They, they, they just are, some of them just want something simple. They, 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 they will link me and they ask me for my visuals. They want me to, to give them an idea and give them good visuals, but it's just not up to par with me. I mean, they just want something that's regular. They don't want to, to do something that can put them, put their, their music out more and show the visuals so that people can like interact with it. So, I mean, some, it's not, it's not everybody I want to work with or would work with um, because not many are, Not many of them want to like, they just want to do regular stuff. I want to improve, like improve the, the visual and make the, the music match the visuals and stuff. So um, some who I've worked with, I may not work with again and stuff. So so the challenges is always with the timing and like clashing of ideas and, and they want to do something that's not, up to par with me. I don't. I, I don't think it's visually right for me to put up. Mm-hmm. Those are one of the struggles. So I just try. I try to work with people who are like I have a bond with, and can like you know take my visual ideas and don't have a problem with. Mm-hmm. Open. People are open. Yeah. 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 Well, how has this process challenged you personally? I mean, 
Explain what that means. So like, okay. So I I know that in order to do certain things, I've had to work on my self-talk because there sometimes is a voice that's like, dumb, who do you think you are? Why why do you think that you should be hosting a show? You never, you don't have X, you don't have Y, you don't have Z, Um, you know, or if, you know, I had a, okay, to give you an example, Mm. I released this podcast as an audio only project. Mm-hmm. and people were coming around like you know so video capture more attention you should definitely do videos and I was like no 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 no, no. <laughs> let me I, I'm not, I don't want that I don't want the camera in my face I don't like that's that's not my style like I'd rather just I'm more comfortable with voice only and I realized that okay there is a point where I just want to grow I want to like drop a message on socials and I think having our faces or you know a visual of the conversation will help mm-hmm. I had to tap into myself and say whatever insecurity you have with the video thing it have to go it's not going to work um that's one way I've grown personally just in this process of podcasting okay. so for you if you th- can think of an example whether it's like your patience with working with someone who's more difficult to collab with or if you could think of something that really stands out well, that you have, had to work on i have a lot of patience i mean working with these artists you have to have a lot of patience <laughs> a lot, a lot, i mean i mean as I say, uh, <laughs> and being humble i mean i'm, I'm mm. very very humble and i'm like um the person that believes in thinking good things will happen and it will happen. Like, I always think positive about stuff. Mm-hmm. All of my work, I'm going to shoot. And it's going to come out great. And at one point in time, I was doing production, most of the stuff myself. I mean, doing screenwriting, doing uh, set design, doing a lot of stuff myself. And one of the things I had to do was to get growth. I had to like set a standard where I have set designer, producer, um, a gaffer, um, grips and everything to, to improve the production. And of course, getting more people requires a bigger budget. Mm. I had to get all these people to help the production and it did i mean it improved it a lot because it gave me it gave me less stress the stress about certain stuff yeah i had a producer to do this i had a pa to do this and um grips gaffers to light and do stuff so that's that's an improvement i would say into the whole extreme arts production yeah and i can imagine that like just being used to doing everything on your own you know you have to relinquish control at one point <laughs> at one point yes and there's there's i mean a lot of artists and even producers that produce music don't understand that i mean you being the director can't do everything i mean mm-hmm. there's there's a production even with movies there's a production crew that does one person does lighting a person does production producing i mean 
it, that's how that's how it works and that's yeah. how you get great visuals yeah yeah no yeah. i'm a i'm a strong believer in you know if you want to do it fast do it yourself but if you want to go far do it mm-hmm. with a team exactly do it with a team exactly yeah. and i have a team a team of producers staffers lighters groups and it, it, trust me i would encourage anybody that thinks they can do it by themselves maybe some projects fine but if you if you if you get a project and you see it has a lot to do with producing and like getting stuff and set design and everything get a production mm-hmm. yeah. okay that's that's really good to know that like you've really seen your thing grow exponentially through just bringing more people on despite the budgets mm-hmm. you know having to <laughs> requiring more money which is pressure but you know seeing it come out i mean i wonder just i would love to like be behind the scenes just to see how much goes into your videos because i can only imagine like from the angles to the lighting like even the depth of the colors yeah. right like it's i see cool all part. of that wow because once once we start shooting, we, we have set design, we have we have to set lighting. And mm-hmm. if the lighting is bad, then all oh, it can go wrong. So mm-hmm. lighting, sometimes it can be a rainy day, and sometimes it can be overcast, not sunny enough, and everything. So there's a lot of challenges in that part. I mean, we have to try to fix it in post when you go in post-production and try to color because that's a thing now to color videos a lot of um jamaican directors have problem coloring their videos but i mean there's always... what, do you mean, what do you mean by that coloring the video yeah because all right the cameras that we're using they shoot in uh, a format that when when we're shooting the videos they shoot shoot on a log format that makes the image flat so it's like mm-hmm. a washed out gray image yeah it's very flat so when you shoot on that, you can put it in a program called Adobe Premiere or um, DaVinci Resolve. Mm-hmm. And you can color that video to the tone that you want it to feel like. So mm-hmm. if, you, if they're watching some videos, they have a warm, warm tone, greenish mm-hmm. tone, some any type of tone, some black and white or whatever. So in this software, we color the video post-production. Mm-hmm color them to the to the tone that we want the, the person watching it feel mm-hmm. so a lot of directors are probably editors out here they, they they don't color their video they just keep it natural use natural tones but mm-hmm. i try i try to color the videos based on the tone of the the, the visual so if it's something sad i try mm-hmm. to put like you know like blue grayish kind of colors to match the tone so it's not that loud mm-hmm. if it's like a party song or a vibrant song or whatever i try to put like different colors and like colors mixed with our emotions mm-hmm. yeah i'm thinking about a lighter video with um shensia and taurus riley that one was pop a color everywhere man like that was super bright yeah. um but yeah that makes sense because you know colors psychologically trigger mood in yeah, people it does. It does. yeah so the tone of color is a it helps us a lot to like with the visuals mm-hmm. to bring out our emotions and how we feel because each videos we watch we we, have, we get a feeling from it right yeah yeah that's the thing because when i'm editing i 
people say I, I, I take very long to edit, but I think that's 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 one of my strong points with with the production because I I would spend a week on one project and watch it over and over and over and edit it. So basically, I would say probably like I'm a perfectionist on that part. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so no, I, I get that. And go through, it, go through it properly and 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 based on the feeling on the shots how it makes me feel i try to put it out there and if mm -hmm. there's a shot that's not working i'm going to take it out and try to find a shot that, that will fit into this place and bring yeah. home the feeling of of the video yeah oh my gosh i i can relate to that <laughs> i can relate to that so much it's this tiny obsession that makes you want to you know, capture the feeling and the, the dynamic thing that you can't really put into words is what I think is your secret sauce. Um, sure. I'm thinking about, I mean, you said it's your strong suit. If you've been doing this since you were 13, uh -huh. man, like imagine the skills that you've been growing for years. Yes. yes. A lot of people yes. ask, a lot of your upcoming editors ask me like, how do I get my videos like this? And how my edit is on point and how do I shoot this way? I'm, I'm telling that it's just growth. I mean, mm -hmm. it, 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 it took me a while. And um, I mean, the person I was editing a couple of years ago is totally different from now. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, if you look at the videos before and now, you can see the growth, of course. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of passion I put into it. I mean, I put my all, I put everything into editing and shooting visuals, everything. So, I mean, I can say for them, they, they just have to put, put everything they can and like try to improve their craft and like try to do better each time. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah, we were just talking about, you know, giving yourself the patience to grow because it does happen it takes time usually you know they say earn your stripes it's not like the thing that our grandparents and great-grandparents used to say that doesn't apply anymore it's actually something that we experience today and should give ourselves time for because I feel like a lot of people are used to the instant how instantaneous things are like even with the softwares that we have now and um, how easy it is to jump into something but that real extra secret special sauce that you get from doing something is from doing it over and over and messing up and finding your style and finding that voice. Uh, lots of styles yeah. and errors. I mean, there's a lot of softwares out there. I mean, I think we're in the area of age or time where you can just about do anything because there's YouTube and there's tutorials about so many things. Oh, yeah. There's unboxing tutorials and how to do this, how not to do this, and everything. And I mean, things are getting cheap. Chinese are making a lot of things, replicating a lot of things. Yes, cameras are getting cheap. I mean, mm -hmm. the average person can just own a camera and then just say, I want to get into videography or photography. I mean, that's how the world is right now. There's software to do it. Everybody has a laptop or a computer. So, I mean, it's great because back then, all this stuff cost a lot and it would be hard, hard for us to like get into it. So 
Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't even bash it. I mean, it's great. I mean, I would say just anybody that's doing it, it should just, if you have a passion for it, just just learn, educate yourself about the craft and like, um, don't just do it as a hobbyist thing. Do it as like a, a, a job, a career, and take and push yourself further. I mean, mm-hmm. once you have an interest, you will learn. And mm-hmm. Being on YouTube and watching tutorials and all these things, you can learn from that. If I don't know something, that's where I go to too. So um, I just encourage you, if you have a question for like videography and everything and being a director and everything, get, gain some experience too and gain the knowledge of it all. Mm-hmm. And as you said, you know, YouTube is free. It's free, yeah. YouTube is free also. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody can go in there and like get anything you want to do. That even me, if I don't know how to do something, I'm like on it, like <laughs> oh you do this thing. <laughs> and the thing is, like, usually it's that somebody else has already asked that question and there's like a thread or a forum or a video or something, a page online. With the answer to that thought. I mean, I mean, I mean, I like to, to the kids growing up today. I mean, that everyone. I think everyone should have a skill, like in something, like apart from having like a like going to school and like probably doing like a degree in business or whatever. I think everybody should have like something like a skill where they can like have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because honestly, I was supposed to be doing business like I was supposed to like graduate from business school sitting in the office but you are doing a business what do you mean no 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 no. I mean as in like like in yeah I'm doing a business but I'm doing what I love yeah I could be in a a office checking up checking up numbers and stuff yeah I don't think I would be not bashing the people who does that who likes it but I would that's not for me Mm-hmm. Right. yeah i know what you mean because it's like you have that business acumen you have the knowledge but you you know to pair it with something like a skill or a craft is is another level of right. you know being fulfilled with what you do with your it's, work it's basically doing what you love and having a job mm-hmm. it's just when you love something it's like you're not doing it it's it's it's, it's different you love your job, you're doing something you love, the skill you love. It's like you're doing it and not feeling any struggles, really. I don't know if you understand. So you t- yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay, X. So tell me now, when somebody's stressing you out, there's a hard deadline coming up, this person not listening to your idea, it's not stressing you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that's stressing, but I mean, Mm. I mean, yeah, we overcome that stress, figure it yeah. out, everything. I, I'm teasing because I know it's good stress. Like it, compared to stress where, you know, you never ask for this. It has nothing to do with what you love. Like that stress will in- disintegrate you over mm. time. This kind of stress, I think it builds you up. All right. <laughs> it's the stress that comes with the creative process and striving for more. So that it's not just something that you're making in your closets. Right. or in your back room but it's actually work you're putting out there it's not easy to do that so 
I mean, I get, I get what you mean. I'm just pushing. Okay. <laughs> I'm just poking you to see, to see how you will describe it. Um, you know, some people live for the weekends a lot. I'm in the nine to five right now. So outside of my podcast, um, my painting and any of my creative projects, I also work for a tech company here. Okay. And so I'm on the, like, I'm experiencing it all. I feel like right now. I've, and I feel like I'm getting a lot of, a lot of skills <laughs> from both sides but I also know the difference between like work stress and like stress at the company mm-hmm. that I didn't start that I don't own I feel very closely tied to the mission but it's not mine for instance versus the stress that comes with oh crap I just edited a video and it's gone or I need to figure out how to make this visual feel more impactful because right now it's giving me flat vibes you know like it's uh, it's a different kind of stress yeah, um <laughs> so yeah i get you i get you so you're very calm very humble low-key yeah you're in an industry that is the very opposite of that uh, have you ever felt the need to change that aspect of yourself or have you ever felt the pressure to be like more out there yeah more loud more like personality wise no no i I actually like being behind the scenes and um Mm -hmm. not being loud and like out there a lot i mean i think people really like that Mm -hmm. i mean i know some people want to be seen and, and and be everywhere and everything but um i like being behind the scenes and like Mm -hmm. in low key and Mm-hmm. I, I think people that I've worked with like my type of vibe mm-hmm. and energy. That's why they, they are always drawn to me. I always come back because mm-hmm. of my energy and my vibe towards mm-hmm. being patient and humble and low-key. I mean, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if you present yourself as that, right, and you don't have a um, mask on, that's like, oh, yeah, I'm hype, I'm this, I'm whatever. It means you don't have to worry about them being attracted to you for the wrong reasons. Like, you know, they're attracted to you because of who you are, which is good. Yeah, because I've been on set where um, like other directors are like more like outspoken and loud and stuff. And the, the, the crew members around them, they, they don't like they don't like it or they don't want to work with that person anymore. So I don't know. I guess. I guess my vibe and energy, I mean, people like it. People always say they like my vibe and energy, so mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't change it. I would mm-hmm. get more um, <laughs> stuff out there. In terms of, like, like this is what I'm doing right now. Yes, I need to do more of that. <laughs> yes, and I'm glad that I'm, glad I'm helping you with that. Yeah. Telling your story. Yeah.